Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Dose in Life Unedited. Welcome back, you guys. I am so pumped. This is our very first subscription episode, and I cannot be more excited to bring this content to you. So what you're going to find in here is that Every day is going to be a little bit different. And a lot of it's going to depend on exactly what I personally am working through through the day, as well as what those who are dropping into the messages are asking for. So, first, I want to start by telling you I absolutely love interaction. That is one of my favorite things. So, there is a spot you can actually say, leave a message. Um, If you go to like the main link for the podcast, it says leave a message and you can drop into the voice messages and leave a question, a thought, feedback, a comment, anything that strikes your fancy. That is one of my favorite ways to interact. So if you have something, if I say something that strikes a chord with you, please, by all means, let's start a conversation. Um, Hop in and leave me something. The other thing I wanted to tell you is that you're going to get a lot of really, really valuable coaching through this subscription. Um, In my coaching packages, you know, they go for thousands of dollars. This is $5 a month. So I am so excited to have an option in a way to bring affordable inspiration and coaching to everyone. That is like one of my biggest goals. All right, so here we go. Let's get started. Episode one. Today, I want to talk about shame and, and guilt. Um, I actually this morning was cleaning out my notes on my computer, on my Apple, on my iPad, and I don't know if if anyone else has a, a notepad on their phone that is like jam-packed and like once a year maybe you go through and you start cleaning it out and you're like, oh, I forgot about this. Oh, why did it? What was this number, right? So as I'm doing that today, I'm finding all kinds of just itty-bitty little things. And one was something I started writing and typing during – I was watching the Diane Sawyer interview with Matthew Perry. I don't know if you saw it. I would definitely recommend it. It was an incredible reminder. And I think it's something that we all need from time to time. That shame and secrets, they don't discriminate. Like, there is no amount of money. There is no amount of fame or success that you can achieve that will make you exempt from shame. And that is such an important thing to embrace and remember. You can have all of the fame in the world. You can have every single thing you've ever prayed for. And yet, you can still fight addiction, you can still fight shameful family secrets. 
you can still fight all of these all of these things that are dark. And here's the one thing cuz I've been there. I have been there in my life. Now I personally have never struggled with addiction. Um and I have been very very fortunate with that. But I will say that I have struggled with shame and with guilt when my ex-husband first attempted suicide because there's such a stigma attached. And I had never been through this before. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. You guys, when I found him laying on the floor, I never saw it coming. It wasn't something that like you sort of are like, oh man, this person's depressed. Oh, we need to like, no. The thing you have to understand was my ex-husband was the person that at one point in time, he lit up a room everywhere he went. People loved him. He was always the person making jokes and he was always the most thoughtful person and he thrived on being out and around people. So at no point in time did he withdraw from the world. Okay. Now we had a lot of other issues in our marriage. Um, And what I did not know at that time was that anger can be a huge red flag of depression. I did not know that. And so to the whole world, he was this super happy-go-lucky guy. But when he was at home, he was angry. And I used to get upset because I would be like, we we literally were just here and you're joking and laughing with so-and-so. But we come home and you're angry. And like, I am not that person. Like if I'm angry, if if I'm angry and we're fighting and we get out of the car, believe me, wherever we're walking into, everyone's going to know that I'm pissed at you. Like there is no facade. I don't, I don't have that ability. It's something I've worked on. I could use taming it a little bit. But here's the thing. He did not. He, he never struggled with that. Like we could literally be in the middle of a screaming match. He would step out of the car and the biggest smile would come on his face and he would like start laughing and joking. And and I, then I would be like, okay, maybe we're over it. And then we get back in the car and he'd be mad again. And I'm like, wait a second, what? I had no idea anger was a symptom of depression. But when he attempted suicide, there was no Outside of the anger, there was no warning signs. There was nobody out there in the outside world who was like, oh, yeah, I'm not surprised I saw this coming. And I remember feeling conflicted because I didn't know. I didn't know how to feel those feelings. I didn't know how to talk about those feelings. While also being truthful or being, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like, it seemed like if I were to speak the truth, then I was being insensitive. And at the same time, it wasn't, it was, 
it was my story to tell, but it wasn't all my story to tell, if that makes sense. So I really struggled with what is my parts of the story to tell and what's not. And truth be told, there was probably about 10 people in the world who knew what was going on for the first 11 months. I did not tell anybody for the first 11 months what was going on. And then when I finally told people, they were shocked. And I did it via a, a blog. Um but basically what happened was overnight we lost everything. We lost our entire income. And I don't want to say we, you know, we had a, a comfortable life. Now I had made a lot of sacrifices because at that moment after my kids were born, I never went back to work in the corporate world. So I gave up pedicures and getting my hair done. And I gave up a lot of things that I previously had enjoyed as a non-parent, but they were my decisions. So we weren't, we were, we were in a comfortable position where we could pay the mortgage and we could make the car payments. Um, but yeah, we couldn't go out to eat every single night, right? Like we, we had to watch our money, but we had enough. We just had to be careful. And we decided the deal was we were going to live like that for five years. And that was the game plan. Five years, for the first five years, everything I made would be reinvested into the business. And in the five-year time, the goal was I needed to be making $50,000 at the five-year mark in order for me to be able to continue on this path. We never got that far. And so I remember, I mean, when we talk about, I feel like I sort of went off track there for a second, but when we talk about shame and secrets, that first Christmas of 2017, I remember reaching out to, I had a client who her family is, um, they live very comfortably. And I remember reaching out and her kids were just a tiny bit older than mine. And I remember saying to her, does your son have any little like cars and trucks? Mind you, Kalen was only 18 months old. And I remember saying, does he have any like little cars or trucks that you're going to get rid of that like, or little books that I could wrap up? Because here's the thing, he isn't going to know, but I can't rewrap things that he already has because my daughter, who is three, she will know. So I have to bring something new in, but I don't need brand new anything. So I literally was asking for like hand-me-downs of his toys I could wrap up to give to my son. And... She came in and she had given us an entire Christmas. Her and her husband actually went out and they bought my kids so much for Christmas. Clothes, toys, everything. And I remember I like stood there with tears in my eyes because I was like, that's not, that's not what I asked for. She's like, I know, but we wanted to do this for you. And 
I remember just like being overcome with gratitude. And then the next Christmas, we still weren't really back on our feet. Um, 2018, we still really, we were really still not back on our feet. And my, one of my girlfriends, long, long, long time friends who we've had our ups and downs in our friendship. We've gone years of not speaking and years of being close and yet she's still my person, right? Like it's funny when you find your person, you just know. She showed up at the studio one day. And she had dropped off her husband's office, had adopted us. I did not apply for anything, but they had adopted us as a family and they had wrapped everything and she dropped it off. And I mean, you talk about shame and secrets. Wow. Not being able to buy your kids Christmas. That's up there. Going on food stamps. Because you have zero income. That's up there. It, it was so shameful. Because I couldn't support my family. And I didn't know what to do. And I remember literally sitting there saying to my mom. Well. I can go get a full-time job. Maybe I should close the studio. And I remember her saying to me, that's not going to help because that's going to give you an income. But now you ha- you're not, you're going to start a brand new job and you're not going to have the flexibility. What are you going to do when the kid is sick and this, and that, and all of these things happen and you, you need that flexibility. So Where I'm going with all of this is for the first year after his attempted suicide, I I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew what was going on. I said it out loud and I brought it to reality 11 months. It was July of 2018 and the first anniversary was August of 2018. And once I put it out there, once I said it, wow, it was like the doors opened up. It felt so good because you know what? This is what I've learned. Shame can't live in the dark. And every single person on this earth has experienced shame, guilt, secrets. And if we try to keep them hidden, they will eat us alive. That was the point when I knew that my life was about more and my life was about becoming raw and becoming transparent, not only because that was what was going to set me free, but also because that 
is going to help other people. People need to know that they are not alone in this world. And I have now made it my mission that I know I am no longer available for people who only want to talk about the good, for people who only want to tell me how perfect their life is and who want to live in this bubble. I'm not available for them. I want to hear about the most wildly successful people out there, but I want to hear about their shit pitfalls. I want to hear about how they got knocked off that mountain and then they stood up and they climbed back up and they got knocked down and they climbed back up. That is what I want to hear about because that's where inspiration lies. And if we try to pretend that falling off the mountain, that our secrets and our shame and our guilt, that it doesn't exist, and we think we can get to a point where we can then just pretend it doesn't exist, we're not servicing anyone. So this is a really important point when you are curating who you follow on social media. Make sure that the accounts you follow share the good and the bad. Make sure that those that you're watching and you're emulating because they have wild success that you dream of because we should all have somebody that we are emulating that has that is where we want to be and that is higher and better and ahead of us. But make sure that they're also sharing all of their knockdowns, that they're sharing what could be considered their shame and that they're putting it out in the open because if they're putting it out in the open, they have learned from it. They are healing from it. You cannot heal from it if you're not sharing it. Shame multiplies in the dark. Shame cannot live in the light. The minute you speak it, you shed light. It it dies. The shame dies. Try it. It is the most freeing thing out there. And there is nothing. There is nothing that you are going through in this world that you have been through in this world that someone else has not been through. For me, 90% of my my worthiness issues all centered around finances and money. Majority of my shame centered around finances and money. The other portion of my shame centered around the fact that I married a narcissistic, um, I don't know his exact diagnosis, but basically I got conned. Basically, I got conned. That's a story for another day. But pretty much as soon as we said I do when we came home from the honeymoon, the life that I previously lived and the things I knew, things instantly started changing. Um, And that's a story for another day. But you are not alone on this journey. And that is 
such a fantastic, that's such a fantastic thing to know and embrace. So on that note, I want you to go out and do something good today. Um, If you're listening to this, take a minute, hop into the voice messages, leave, leave me a message, leave me a thought, a feedback, a, a blurb, tell me, tell me how you let your shame free or what it is that you've been holding on to that you haven't told anyone yet. Share it with me. Um, I promise you it will. I promise you it will instantly feel better. Go out today, guys. Do something good.